The hit a big scratcher from the Virginia Lottery could be a big hit for you. The game gives you the chance to win up to $1 million. Virginia Lottery Scratchers. Everyday wins. Visit a lottery retailer near you. For odds and more information, visit VALottery.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Art of Relationship Show. I'm your host, as always, your favorite love guru, Greg, okay? Now, we're going to talk about love, sex, and in between. And what does in between mean? We're going to get at it. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right after this with the Art of Relationship show. Hold tight. Be right back. everybody welcome to the art of relationship show going to be talking about love sex and everything in between now you can comment down below people throw out your questions your comments i'd love to hear them i'd love to see them and looking at you know what areas of your relationship or your life that you want to improve when it comes to love sex and everything in between now a little disclosure right everything in between i talk about you know kids work we talk about real life situations. Maybe you're caring for your elderly parents. Maybe you're looking at the situation about, you know what, real life goes on. Maybe you're going through health uh, crisis right now, your own self. Maybe you're battling, you know, a terminal illness. Maybe you're battling cancer, um, Crohn's disease. Maybe you're, you know, endometriosis. You're dealing with a lot of stuff that's going on. So that's what I mean about everything in between, okay? Even in the book right here, latest book right here, uh, Love, Sex, and Everything in Between, a Relationship Guide, I talk about those elements. <clears throat> so talking about, you know, what areas can you improve in and looking at, you know, what are you doing to look at yourself and do you have control over your life at all or does everybody else have control over it? Are you one of those things that destiny is predetermined or do you have choices that you can determine your own destiny? And this goes with your love life, right? We can't control maybe health issues, but what do you do? How do you respond to it? How do you allow it to maybe disempower you versus empower you in looking at, you know, in what areas do these affect you and giving you some little tips, some little advice, <clears throat> excuse me, about going through life, okay? And first you have an idea about, you know, what love is, right? I talk about love, sex a lot, you know, talking about what do you do when the crap hits the fan, if you will, right? How do you handle it? And I tell people all the time, you know what? And everything is great. Everything is terrific. Hey, Elizabeth, I appreciate you uh, tuning in. I appreciate it. So looking at, like, you can join the live chat down below, people. <clears throat> and looking at, you know, those type of situations, it's, you know, when everything's great, everything's free-flowing, you feel loved, you feel adored, you cherish. That honeymoon phase in a relationship, you know, everybody loves, you know, wants to be addicted to, if you will. But it's when problems occur. It's how you handle it, the everything in between that I talk about. It's about being able to hit, you know, life, if you will, and how you respond to each other, how you work as partners 
and show compassion, how you show empathy in looking at those situations. And, you know, one person mentions, you know, online right now, you know, I have a lot to say. Well, say it. Throw it out in the chat, people, okay? I'd love to hear it. And try to relate and try to help people. That's my passion, as most people know. It's, you know, when real life hits, the bad stuff, you know, maybe financial troubles are hitting, you know, with the economy and inflation going through the roof right now, it's all over the place. It's how you handle people losing jobs, getting laid off. Um, Maybe you have, you know, I, I can deal with a lot of people that have elder parents that are sick. Maybe they're dealing with cancer themselves and battling that, you know, they're in remission and then they think it's, you know, they're all free of cancer and then it comes back. They're, I deal with a lot of crap, you know, people losing kids, people with children that maybe have leukemia that are going through all that stuff, okay? <clears throat> and one person looks at, I would like to know how to successfully co-parent with a narcissist. Good luck with that, right? And I'll give, <laughs> throw some tips out there in those type of aspects. And, you know, if you're dealing with a narcissist, a true bona fide narcissist, that word gets thrown out a lot, you know what, good luck to you, right? You try to look at, you know, is it their idea? You know, do you try to look at, you know what, hey, maybe, maybe I heard you say this before, but maybe this would work out. Is it for the benefit of the kids or is it the benefit of that particular parent, right? Let's be honest. So we need to be able to look at, hey, Lisa, peace. So we need to be able to look at when life hits the fan, when you're going through challenges, that everything in between and how it affects your love life, how it affects your sex life, your intimacy level on the mind, body, heart, and soul of those relationship dynamics. And how do you want those to improve? Are you able to talk about anything versus attack everybody, right? Do you attack your partner? Do you yell and scream and you know just want to rip their throat out type of thing? Or are you able to talk from here, the heart and the soul of those elements, even and it's hard when we're stressed, when life is hitting us and we feel like we do not have any more strength and we don't have any more energy to be able to deal with life problems, let alone relationship challenges, okay? So that's where I want you to be able to look at, number one, you know what, what it would take for my partner to feel safe talking to me about anything, especially when things are not going well. And if somebody, when you ask your partner, let's face it, right, do you still feel loved by me? You know what? Do you still turn me on? And your partner says, no, I don't. Now, what is your reaction going to be? Like I said, everything in between, but it also relates to definitely love and sex in a relationship. So when you're looking at those elements that, you know, how, how can we look at it, right? And answer those questions. When you ask a question, do you, number one, really want to hear the truth? Can you handle your partner's truth or you get a lot of people in my office, okay, on a daily basis, they're afraid to hear the truth from their partner, right? That, yeah, I want to hear the truth. I want to hear the reality, but can you handle it and how do you handle it? Do you hear the truth and let's face it, it hurts. It's like, (laughs) it stabs you right through the heart, right? Now, with those situations, are you able to reflect on it or do you yell and scream Do you want to attack back, right? Do you want vengeance? Well, I don't love you either. You're this, you're that. The tit for tat, the competition, the hurt people hurt people. That needs to stop, okay? Are you, if you want to hear the truth, can you handle it 
can you actually take the truth instead of get defensive, you know, want to rip your partner's face off, right? Let's face it. And I don't want that. I want you to be able to learn from it and to be able, can you self-soothe and look at, damn, it hurts. Like I said, I'm huge on feelings. Everybody knows that, right? My clients, when I do the shows, I'm huge on how you feel matters. So you feel hurt. You feel maybe rejected. You feel, you know, disappointed, ripped apart. That's, I get that. That's okay. You can feel that way. I'm not saying I want you to like it. No, but how do you handle it? And are you able to self-soothe and look at, damn, okay, my partner isn't turned on by me anymore. Now, what can I do about it? Okay. And everybody's first jump to, right, when someone is not turned on by their partner, they go right after the physical. And I'm going to tell you a lot of times, majority of the time, high percentage of the time, it has nothing to do with the physical entities, how that partner looks. It's emotional, right? It's a disconnect. I'm not turned on by you because I'm always getting nagged on, you know, yelled at, criticized, ripped apart. And this goes for either gender, right? Everybody assumes, right, the men, you know, they're not turned on by their partner, you know, their female partner or same-sex partner. And it, it's all about, oh, you're not physically attractive to me anymore. Nope. Majority of the time, like I'm telling you, high percentage of the time in my experience, I can't speak for anybody else, but in my professional experience, most of the time, I'm talking like 80, 85% of the time, it's emotional, right? They don't feel connected emotionally, so they're not turned on by their partner, right? They feel, you know, maybe you can relate, right? You feel taken advantage of, you feel taken you know, for granted, you don't feel appreciated, you feel like you're always getting criticized left and right, but yet you want me to have sex with you? Why would you want to have sex with with me when you just said, I'm this, I'm that, I'm no good, I suck at this, I'm terrible at that? Uh, why would you want to have sex with me? So it's very, very confusing, and that's where I want to clear up about the everything in between and how it relates to love and sex, right? And let's face it, if how you relate to each other, and are you able to talk about those aspects and hear the truth? A lot of people have a hard time hearing the truth from their partner, and it's very difficult. A lot of assumptions, right? When we get hurt, we don't feel attracted to a partner. We feel like our partner isn't turned on by us. They're maybe mad at us. They don't love us, right? <clears throat> so what do we do? We have a tendency to attack back or shut down. Let's be honest. We withdraw. We silence ourselves. And again, this is an individual basis. It's not a gender thing type of element, right? But it's looking at what do I do to be able to, <clears throat> excuse me, go after it and to understand my partner, what is causing this? What is going on with this? And I want you to dig deep and be able to hear the truth. I know I'm repeating myself again, but it's so crucial, people. If you ask your partner a question and you get irate, you get defensive, you get mad, those type of situations, you're setting your partner up to not say anything, not answer you, or just tell you what you want to hear, right? And how many people, right? Let's find, oh, I want my partner to be honest. I want my partner not to tell me what I want to hear. Greg, I'd not blow smoke up my booty. I don't want that at all. But yet, you react defensively, you yell back, you lash back, or you shut down for one day, two days, three days, and you uh, it's almost like you suck and you pout. 
instead of talking about the elements, okay? That doesn't bring closeness. That doesn't bring learning. It doesn't bring understanding. Or where do you go with that? Because you know what? What do we have to work on? You're upset. I feel this way. You're upset. You're mad. You're ticked at me. So where do we go with this, right? It further puts a wedge between you two. It totally increases the disconnect, and you're not going to feel more connected, desired, all those elements, okay? So going back to part of the in-between elements, right? Maybe partner is not, um, you know, feeling connected with you, and it has nothing to do with the relationship. Maybe it's a health issue. Maybe it's stress. Maybe it's a new job. You know what? Taking care of their their parent that is sick, and now, you know, you might have to take work off and take care of them, and you're worried about finances. You're worried about, you know, being stressed and trying to have everything in one basket, and let's face it, we're human. We can't do that all the time, let alone now I have to take care of my partner and show them, you know, I love them, desire them, respect them, appreciate them, and make them feel like a priority. And sometimes we get burned out. We get exhausted, but we need to express that to our partner. And it's not because we don't care. It's not because we don't love them. It's looking at real-life situation. Remember I said in my book in the title of this episode, Love, Sex, and Everything in Between, and that's when we're talking about how you relate, how you handle everything in between the real-life situations, right? And you, those type of challenges, if you look back and think back, you know, throughout your relationship or even past relationship, there's a lot of single people out there as well that follow me and listen to the show, and I, I'm very flattered, <laughs> very flattered, okay? <clears throat> but look at past relationships, and do you look at what you could have done differently, or do you still hold your ex hostage, right? He did this to me. He was this. She was that. She did this. She did that. But do you also look at, you know, do you have the same pattern going on? Have you learned from that? Have you, you know, how you handle the death of a loved one, right? It's hard. It's gut-wrenching, right? When you're stressed at work and you have a boss that's on your butt all the time, how do you handle that? Do you come home and take it out on your partner, right? We take stuff out on the people we're closest to. Don't ask me why. It's just one of those things that happen. And again, that doesn't justify it, people. No. But it's looking at what do we do to talk about I'm stressed, I'm tired, I'm, I'm getting yelled at, that type of situation. My boss is on my butt. I don't know what I'm going to do. Are you able to admit you can't handle everything? And this goes not only for women, but for men too. And men, let's face it, throughout history, right, throughout society and any society, any culture out there, right, men are supposed to be strong, supposed to be brave, supposed to be, you know, forever taking on everything, right? Men, you have a right to feel, you know, exhausted and overwhelmed emotionally that you can't handle everything. We can't. We might want to try. We might, you know, we might be afraid to admit it, but you can admit, you know what? I can't handle this right now. I'm exhausted. I'm burnt out. And I think a lot of men are afraid that their female partners can't handle that, okay? That they have a hard time that they're going to freak out. And I'm not saying they will. Not at all. I want women to support their man. I want men to support their women emotionally, okay? In times of need, 
are you able to admit, man, I got all this going on. I'm having a hard time and admit it. And it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of guts to be able to go after it and to be able to admit to your partner, guys, that, you know what, life is hard. Man, I'm stressed. I'm going through all this stuff. You know what? I just need a shoulder maybe to cry on. It's okay, guys, right? Everybody's uh, assuming that the women cry on our shoulders. Well, great. I want us to be there for them. Woohoo, right? However, you know what? Are you able to allow your men, ladies, to be vulnerable, to be open, to be, you know, human, that type of element? Or are you sort of holding into that stereotypical pattern that men, can handle everything, right? You want your man to open up and be vulnerable. I hear it on a daily basis from their female partners, but are you able to handle it when they do? Oh, man, I viewed him strong and all that. Do you view it as weakness or do you view it as, now what do I do? Do I have to step up? Can I handle this? That, you know what, men, women, we can't handle everything. So this is the element about coming in with, you know what, everything in between with life. And once you're there for each other and you understand maybe what your partner's going through, do you view it as weakness or is it an opportunity to gain greater connection, right? Do you show compassion? Do you show understanding, right? Do you provide comfort to your partner? And Or when I talk about everything in between, how many people judge the everything in between? Oh, it's not that bad. You should be able to handle it, right? Oh, you know what? I would be able to handle it. So he or she should be able to handle it. It's no big deal. Who judges that, right? Do we, do I judge it? Do we, you know, diagnose it, that type of situation? Or do we look at it? They're going through a hard time. How can I be there? And there's differences. We know there's differences in people about playing the victim role out there, right? Where somebody has a hangnail and they're acting like their whole arm fell off. I'm not talking about those extremes, okay? I'm talking about that you're able to be there in those times of needs without judging it, without, you know, criticizing or bashing it. Oh, suck it up. It's not that bad. You know, oh, it's part of life, right? You got to get used to a parent dying. You got to get used to a brother dying. That's part of life. Everybody dies. What, how would you handle that if your partner said that to you in a time of need? How would you handle that? I would want to know. Would you walk away? Would you yell and scream? Or would that cause you to shut down and say, you know what, I can't depend on my partner. Ouch, right? You know what, I can't be open to my partner because I'm going to get judged. I'm going to get criticized. You get me? So do you look at those situations in your relationship and are you the one that's doing that, that's not providing the comfort and compassion that your partner needs in a particular time, right? Or maybe your partner is the one that you can't count on, that you can't get comfort from them. You're feeling lonely. You're feeling left alone. You're feeling like you have to handle a situation in, you know, by yourself, that you go cry in a corner, literally, and you feel alone. You feel maybe helpless, right? No one's there to hold your hand. No one's there to provide that comfort to you. And it happens over and over and over again, right? My question again is, with the everything in between, how it relates to love and sex and those type of aspects, my question comes down to why are you in that relationship 
if you don't feel safe, if you cannot talk about anything, or if you're being judged how you feel all the time. And again, we're not talking about the severity of certain issues and challenges, right, with uh, certain mental, mental health aspects, right? It's about being able to provide that comfort and that understanding, or are you the one that's always providing the comfort, the understanding, the connection to your partner, but they're not there for you, right? And I talked about this a couple of weeks ago about putting all the effort in, right? Listen to it. It's on YouTube, Facebook, all over the place about putting all the effort in. And this comes down through the situation about everything in between, right? Life the bad stuff in life. And I know I love joking around and whatever, but when it comes to this stuff, it, it's disheartening. It, it's not easy. What if, you know, your partner is one that loves drama, that always gets sucked into all type of drama within family, within the friends, that type of situation, and they always want you to be there and listen. Great, terrific, right? However, are they there for you to listen? Or are you able to say, hey, you know what? Why, what's causing you to, everything affects your life, right? Everything your friends go through, your family goes through, that you get sucked into it, almost like, a, if you will, an empath, or you have to be involved, that you have to be the fixer, you have to be the one everybody goes to, or are you able to set boundaries and your partner feels like you're not available to them because you're available to everybody else, but you're not available to her or to him. This is the real life, and we know this goes on. It's almost like uh, holding people accountable, right? And part of everything in between is being able to hold your partner accountable and allowing your partner to hold you accountable for what they go through. Or is it just, you know what? Oh, my God, they're taking this. They've gone through this. They've gone through this. They've gone through this all the time. Man, I, I want to give them credit, and I want to appreciate them for putting up with me and what I'm going through. You know, and it seems like on a chronic basis, okay? So where's that appreciation and able to talk about, hey, you know what? I'd love it if you provide more comfort and more compassion and not criticize me so much. And again, if your partner doesn't listen to you and they're not making efforts to provide those needs for you, either one, those needs aren't that important to you, or let's face it, are you going to start feeling sorry for yourself and sulk and sit there and say, well, I guess I just have to take it, and it's what I've been dealt with because I love my partner. But my question is, do you love yourself as well to be able to talk about this and grow through this and to be able to express your needs to your partner and understand life sucks at times, right? Let's be real, right? We go through heartaches. We go, people go through divorces, loss of a child, loss of a loved one, loss of a job. Life can be tough, but how are you there for each other? And I'm, I'm going to repeat this again. It's when people, when relationships go through hard times, when the shit hits the fan, if you will, right? How you pull together, how you're there for each other during those times about everything in between hits, how you're there for each other to provide comfort, to provide compassion for you know your partner in those type of elements. And then we can look at the love and the, the sexual dynamics that come in and look at those elements about the mind, body, heart, and soul of all those. Oh, you hear the puppies in the background. So, 
But look at those, and once you start looking at that, two things are going to happen. Your relationship is going to start flourishing and get more connected. Or number two, you're going to realize that maybe you're with the wrong partner and the relationship is not fulfilling or satisfying for you. Now you have choices to make. And it is not, you know what, it's not everything perfect. Nothing is perfect, right? But you have choices to make and it's not easy. It's not, you know, believe me, it's gut-wrenching at times when you come to a situation where you feel like the life you're living is not fulfilling to you and that you feel like you're not cared about, you're not given the compassion, the love, the desire that you want or need, and then you look at, what am I going to do with that, okay? Again, not easy, and that's where you can reach out and talk to, you know, someone, reach out to a professional, you know, a counselor, reach out to me, (laughs) those type of situations to be able to maybe get some clarity. Maybe we're just going through a hard time, a stressful time, and we're looking at everything negative, or is this a habitual pattern, consistent pattern that's going on in your relationship? And now what are you doing to break that pattern to get more fulfilling uh, love and desire and appreciation, okay? So I appreciate everybody tuning in, the Art of Relationship shows. Check me out, theartofrelationships.org. Make sure I, I'd be very appreciative, very flattered if you went on YouTube and Facebook to Love Guru Greg, G-R-E-G, like, follow me there, subscribe to me on YouTube. Um, I'm all about helping people have the relationship that they've always wanted and craved. Again, not perfect. (laughs) And also, you know, have that balance between that and meet that balance about self-love and self-respect as well, okay? Everybody have a good night, peace and love, and hopefully my voice comes back from puberty soon. (laughs) Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. American Corn Farmers, a proud and chosen profession inspired through generations. Tested, resilient, and committed to giving back as much as they're growing, pushing the boundaries of what's possible with every bushel, while replenishing every increasingly precious resource, like the reduction of soil loss by 40% with every acre grown. In a world where sustainability matters more than ever, we need all the help we can get. And there's no greater resource than the capable hands of American Corn Farmers.